Thank you for checking out the Christian Church of Clarendon Hills podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's sermon. We invite you to stop by www.ccch.org to find out more about our church and to make plans to visit us on a Sunday morning. Hi, good morning to all of you. Great to see you this morning. Um, what, I'm, uh, what I'm going to share with you this morning is not going to take all that long, but I just want you to know before I start that this one comes deeply from the heart, and I hope that you will receive it as such. I've been praying that that's the case, and I pray that it's a big encouragement to you as well. Tomorrow will be the first day in 40 years that the Christian Church of Clarendon Hills will not have a senior minister on staff. Did you know that? Be the the first day in 40 years that that's been the case. Winston's Astro arrived here in 1979 as our new senior minister at the time, and he preached every Sunday and worked every day until I arrived here in March of 1997. That gives us 40 years right there from Winston's first day in 1979 up till today, that there's been consistency in this role, and the role has been filled. And so tomorrow, things are going to be a little different. And that's what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about today, is uh, what that looks like for us as a church and for all of you, and what this in-between time is supposed to be like. What are you supposed to do during an in-between time in your life? I've been thinking about that in preparation for this morning and what does God say in the Bible about what to do with in-between times and how are we supposed to handle them and what are the things that are supposed to be occurring in our lives. And there's one verse in particular that gives the most concise answer that I could possibly think of. Just one, one single verse that tells us what we're supposed to do with in-between times and it's in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And before I I read that verse to you, I want to tell you a little bit about the very first time that I ever really paid much attention to this verse that I'm going to share with you. I was 19 years old. I was a second semester freshman at Lincoln Christian College, which is now Lincoln Christian University, smack dab center of Illinois. I went to college about 15 minutes from where I grew up, so I didn't go far from home when I went to school. And so here I am, 19 years old, and they had sign-ups for this club that they called the Caruso Club. Caruso is just the Greek word that meant to preach. And so they gave us young guys an opportunity to go out to different churches on the weekends and uh, inflict what we were learning on other people. So I had not even had a preaching class yet, and I signed up for this club, and uh, my name got drawn to go to probably the largest church in the area at the time it was First Christian Church in Champaign, you know, the, in University Town, Champaign-Urbana, where the U of I is. And so I went there on Sunday night. Any of you in here remember Sunday night church back in the day, if you grew up with that tradition? That was typically where, you know, Sunday morning was over and then somebody whipped together a sermon for that evening. So that's what they did. They rolled us college kids into these different churches on Sunday nights. And I showed up and big group of people to hear me deliver what was probably like an eight-minute sermon at the time. It was probably about all I had. I don't even remember what I spoke on that evening, but I remember that on the way out, 
their senior minister, a guy by the name of Bob Phillips, handed me an envelope, and inside was a check for $75, which just blew me away at the time as a college freshman, you know. And inside, he also had a note where he wrote some encouraging words about um, staying in ministry and staying in the path, and he signed his name to the card, and underneath the card, he wrote these words. He wrote 1 Corinthians 15, 58, read it often. And so I pulled out my Bible that night, and I opened it up and read 1 Corinthians 15, 58, and I have read that verse, to tell you the truth, often uh, since that night when I read that note for the very first time. And this is the verse I want to share with you today, and this is, this is my heart to you, but really through the words of the Apostle Paul. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Those are the final words of the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. It's one of the single greatest chapters in the entire Bible, where the Apostle Paul spends a lot of words and a lot of verses on talking about how the resurrection of Jesus Christ is an absolute 100% fact that you can believe in, that he really did, after he died on the cross, come back to life physically and bodily. And then Paul spells out in detail why this is so central to what we believe as Christians. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we never die either. It may look like one day that our body will stop breathing and our heart will stop beating, but we never truly die. Because Jesus lives, like we just sang about, we live too. And we're going to receive a new body when this one wears out. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, if you're alive on earth right now, that stuff hasn't happened yet. You're still here in this place on earth. You're not yet at home with Jesus. You haven't yet received the new body. You're still here. He hasn't come back to take you home yet. You haven't passed away yet. So what are you supposed to do with this in-between time before that's going to happen? Well, here's what he says. Dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Some pretty awesome piece of wisdom for what we should be doing with our lives until Jesus comes back or as long as we have breath here on this earth. And it's some pretty awesome wisdom for what CCCH should be doing in the in-between time from when one senior minister has been here until the next one arrives. What are we to do? Well, these are some words I want to share with you this morning. One, you need to stand firm. And my prayer for all of you here at CCCH along those lines would be that you stand firm as you remain committed to the mission of Jesus. The Bible word for stand firm is also translated in some other places as to be steadfast. In other words, to be solid, firm, resolute, or firmly fixed. And grammatically, it's a present imperative, meaning Keep on standing firm. As you've been doing, keep doing that. Continue to be settled and firmly situated. In the Old Testament, that word steadfast or stand firm would show up when it would say things like, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. In other words, God's love stands firm. And the steadfast loyalty of every person at CCCH to the mission of Jesus should never cease as well. It should be steadfast, unceasing resolute. 
The mission of the Christian Church of Clarendon Hills, you probably know it. The sign on the outside of the building is big enough. It about tattoos itself on your forehead on the way into the building. You see it, you know it, but here's what it says. You want to say it out loud together with me? Together, we'll help people find new life in Jesus Christ. That's the mission. That's what we do. We exist to give everybody in this community a fair shot at hearing the message of Jesus and knowing that forgiveness is available to them and that God loves them and that Jesus died for them to connect them to God so that they never have to for a moment feel like they're apart from God, distant from his love and forgiveness, distant from his daily power for their lives. We exist to give everybody in this community a fair shot to have an opportunity to begin a new life in Jesus and to grow up in him. And as we inside this church grow up, that's what we do. After we've received this message and we own it and we embrace it as well, we do the same. We help others find this new life. And when they do, they help others find it as well. That's what we do. We exist for this very reason. And we've been talking about for the past couple of years what it would look like to just have some handles, to like live this out individually, day in, day out, if this is what we're about, if together we're going to help people find new life in Jesus Christ. Like for me personally, what does that mean to do when I am out and about then on Monday morning rather than being here at church on Sunday? So we, the handles we've been talking about are the BLESS practices, B-L-E-S-S, which stands for these things. B, begin your day with prayer. When we get up in the morning, first thing, God, I want to be on mission with your son Jesus today. So here I am, use me. Every interaction around me, allow me to have my eyes open, my ears open. Allow me to cross paths with somebody today that needs to know you. I'm available to be used by you. That's the B in bless. Begin with prayer. God, use me. The L then is after we pray that, we enter our day with our ears ready to listen. What are people saying around me? What are the needs I'm hearing? What are the concerns people are sharing? What are their hopes, their, their fears, their frustrations? Can any of those things intersect with maybe what God is wanting to do in their life right now? Just to listen. Find ways to eat with people, to share a meal so you can listen further and get to know them and bless them in that way. I've said a number of times that Typically, we eat 21 meals a week. If you're like me, you probably have more, but on average, we have about 21 a week. Are you using at least one of them to sit down intentionally with somebody who doesn't yet have a relationship with Christ and just hear them, to listen to them after you've prayed, God, use me to be a blessing, just to eat with somebody who needs to know Christ. The S would be for serve. Find a way to do something that would really be a blessing to somebody who's still on that journey by serving them. And then the final S, when the time is right, share your story of what Jesus has done in your life and why he's such a big deal to you and how he could do the same thing for that person as well. So just as the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 15, my friends, stand firm and stay resolute and locked on to that mission of Jesus that we hold so dear. How else are we to approach in between times? Well, 1 Corinthians 15, 58 goes on to say, let nothing move you. My prayer for you here at CCCH along those lines would be that you persevere when the going gets tough, that you would be immovable. You know, if this takes a while for God to send the next senior minister here, it might be tempting for some of you to jump ship. It might be tempting to say, well, I'm, I'm going to move on because it's just not the same as it used to be or, or for whatever reason. But I want to be very clear in saying this to you. If you have not received a direct call from God to move on, then what he's asking you to do is to stay here. 
You know that, right? Kim and I have many times um, had to look at each other and just say, what are we supposed to do? The future seems uncertain. We don't know what we're supposed to do. And time and again, what have we come back to, Kim? Do the last thing God told you to do. What's the last thing God told you to do? For us, oftentimes that's been, well, we're going to love each other as husband and wife. We're going to love our kids. We're going to love on our church family. We're going to continue to do ministry where he's asked us to do it. We're going to stay in that place and be immovable. If we don't know clearly the next thing God's asking us to do, then what he's asking us to do is the last thing he told you to do. And the last thing he told you to do, if he called you to be here, is to be here. People are counting on you to be here. This community is counting on you to be the Christian Church of Clarendon Hills. To Sunday after Sunday, open these doors and to give testimony again that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. This community is counting on you to be the source of hope and healing that you have been to so many. And so many of us have experienced that even personally here ourselves. Let no circumstance of personal preference move you on from this place. This is your home. This is your church. People are counting on you to be a part of it. I want you to know that nobody is going to begin teaching heresy here in the meantime. Our elders are going to continue to guide and to guard and to govern as they always have. The doctrine is going to be guided by our elders as it always has been. No one's going to change the mission of the church. The vision remains the same, and the elders and the staff are committed to that being the case. No one is seizing this opportunity to change our style of worship. Youth ministry is going to be the same. Children's ministry will continue. Women's ministry will continue. Men's ministry will continue. The missionaries that we have supported will continue to be supported. And you will remain here. The things that have made CCCH will continue to keep CCCH, CCCH, when you're here because you are the Christian Church of Clarendon Hills. And when you are here, the mission continues to occur when you remain immovable. Amen, everybody? You're the church here in this community, and you're an awesome one a bright and shining light. So let nothing move you. Additionally, in this in-between time, as it says in 1 Corinthians 15, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. And I pray along those lines that you will just do God's work with passion. Give generously. Make sure that you use this opportunity now in the in-between time to continue to tithe. If you're somebody who gives 10% of what God blesses you with and you give it right back to him through the Christian Church of Clarendon Hills, keep doing that. It's going to be a very important time that you do that. If you've been considering how to grow in your generosity, this would be the perfect time to do that. It's needed. It's important. This is crucial and vital that we together keep this mission here strong. This is your church in your community. Invest in it. Invest in it deeply. Serve here faithfully. Make sure you're doing something. Please use this opportunity if you've been somebody who has just maybe been sitting back and watching other people serve and do ministry and do things here to make sure that you're doing something too. If you don't know what that thing is that God's calling you to do here, get into the next Next Steps Together course where we'll go through a spiritual gifts test and you'll be able to learn right there what it is that God's uniquely gifted you to do and how you can plug in right here and do it. But do something. Don't just be somebody who sits back and watches other people do things. You do something. Attend consistently. Don't base your attendance in the coming weeks on who's going to be speaking on Sunday morning or what the program is, but base it on the fact that you love Jesus Christ 
and that there needs to be a testimony right here in this community on a Sunday morning that Jesus has in fact risen from the dead and he's still changing people's lives. You be here to be a part of that. People are counting on you. And invite regularly. Boy, this is a great opportunity to just to tell people around you, like, I am so in love with my church. We're in a bit of a transition right now. I've gotten deeply plugged in. Come join me in what I'm doing. Come, you want to serve alongside me in what I'm doing? You want to see what we're doing together? It's awesome. But invite regularly. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, not half-heartedly. Because, as the verse goes on to say, you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And lastly, along those lines, I pray for you that you encourage each other. Back when Kim and I were first married, she had a job at InterVarsity Press, a Christian publishing company here locally. And when she was working there, one of the things she was in charge of was birthday treats. Somebody in her department would have a birthday. Uh, she would whip something together and take it to the office for a birthday celebration. I remember on one of those occasions, she had a meeting here at the church pretty late one evening. And so she got up extra early the next morning and she put together this really wonderful and large strawberry cobbler. And she whipped it all together. She baked it, had the whole thing ready, went upstairs, went upstairs got herself ready for the day, came downstairs, gathered all her things. She had a bag slung over her shoulder and she was carrying this cobbler in a, you know, one of those clear glass Pyrex dishes. And as she opened the front door to the house, her bag slipped off her shoulder, hit her arm, knocked the cobbler, fresh baked one, out of her hands. It exploded on the floor in front of her, went on the walls, on the door, out the door, it had just snowed. So imagine what that looked like with red stuff everywhere. That visual just kind of added to the misery in that moment of death of cobbler, you know, and somehow there was this invisible force shield, I guess, around Kim. Not a bit of it got on her, but it went everywhere else. And I just remember her looking up at me after getting up that early and doing all that work, like, well, that was for nothing. <laughs> you know, that was in vain. That was all for nothing. Sometimes when we're, when we're serving the Lord together, and it, and it gets tough. Maybe we're tempted to think, is this really making a difference? Is this really doing what, what we think it's supposed to be doing? Is our church still changing people's lives? Is the message of Jesus still going forward? Because sometimes if, we, if we're in a tough season, it can feel discouraging and like, is this making a difference? I told my spouse about Jesus a bunch of times, but they still refuse to become a Christian. I try to maintain these godly practices at work, especially in the office, but every time there's a promotion, I'm always the one that gets overlooked. I've invited my friends to church, but they have no interest. I pray for things to improve in my family, but it always stays the same. Or I've been praying for my church to bring in a new, a new pastor, and, and yet that position's still open. You know, sometimes it can feel like if things drag on, like, is this really making a difference? Or is it all in vain? But friends, that's our perspective. If we peel back the curtain of what is unseen and go into the spiritual realm where God exists, there are a whole bunch of things that are always happening that we can never see. And God's word tells us that he is always at work. Jesus said, my father is always at work and he's at work to this very day. And he's at work to this very day, even here right now. And 1 Corinthians 15, 58 reminds us that absolutely nothing we ever do for God is useless. 
None of it's ever in vain. Just because we may see something with our own eyes and it looks a certain way, it doesn't mean that God isn't still doing something miraculous, something life-changing behind the scenes. And because of God and because of Jesus' resurrection from the dead, everything that we do in the name of Jesus Christ has this life-changing, planet-altering power behind it. God takes everything we do in the name of Jesus and explodes it in a way that maybe we can't even see with our own eyes. Maybe we don't even get to see it in our lifetime. But it's always making a difference. It's never in vain. So encourage each other. Encourage each other with words like, hey, we are the Christian Church of Clarendon Hills. We have seen God move mountains here time and time again in the past. We've seen what happens when we bond together and when we carry out a vision collectively. We have seen God bring people to faith here that we have prayed for for years and years. We have seen people change in such a way that they've gone from living in the world, playing for the enemy, so to speak, to being full on, locked onto the mission of Jesus. We have seen God, think, God do things here in this community that we've never seen happen before. We've seen signs and wonders. And God's hand is all over this place. So let's get after it, even in the in-between time. I just want to share with you today, I am, I'm going to tremendously miss all of you. You have been a, a huge blessing to my life. I've grown up an awful lot being here. I arrived as, you know, table of one, and now we're party of four, right, <laughs> on, the, on the way out. And you have loved our family. Kim and I are so grateful that our daughters, Faith and Jordan, love coming to church every week. And you know why they love coming to church here? It's because of you. You're, you're the church. They love coming to church because of you. We've received from you far more than we could have ever given. It's been a joy watching so many of you take initial steps of faith, growth steps of faith, leadership steps of faith. It's been awesome to be a part of weddings. It's been a joy even to say goodbye to loved ones at funerals where we've cried together. It's been a privilege to be allowed into some of the most secret places of your lives and your family worlds, just as you've navigated those things together and sought to find out what God would have you do in some tough situations. We've laughed together. We've cried together. We've had a lot of fun. We've faced some immense challenges. And through it all, not for a moment, have we ever been apart from God's presence and him working here. I owe so much to all of you. And I am deeply, deeply grateful that you opened your life to Kim and to me so many years ago. And from the bottom of my heart, truly, I love you all. I do. I love you all. I'm so grateful for you. And I guess I would just echo, again, what Paul says uh, in the Bible. I don't know that I could say it any better than what he does. Brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. May God bless you abundantly. And I love you. Love you guys. Thank you. We hope that you've enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at www.ccch.org and please come and see us this weekend.